from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everyone, your new favorite podcast. It's spring break here. Uh, what does that mean? That means that I am going to we're taking a break from the show, from the regular format for the next month. Uh, I will be doing a few interviews here and there, people that uh, I think are interesting and people that I like to talk to. It's something that I did early on in the podcast and something that I miss doing. It's hard to do when we have uh, five people in the studio all the time, but of course we love having them. So Patrick, Jake, John and Justine uh, have the month off and we'll, we will reconvene at the start of June uh, in person. So the next time you hear the podcast uh, with the whole crew, we will all be together face to face for the first time since last uh, year. So we're, we're looking forward to that. But in the meantime, uh, I have some interviews with some fun people lined up and my first guest, uh, I had to have him. Uh, it's Mr. Pat Francis of the rock solid podcast. Everybody. Should we tell the kids at home what happened? Should we, do you want to do you want to tell them? We should well, let them know, right? Yeah. Last night we recorded what was probably the best episode uh, Mario had ever done of his podcast. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, Without a doubt, a technical glitch uh, corrupted the file, and so we're going to try to recreate the magic the next day. Now, just to just to let people know what they missed out on, we talked about uh, we talked about the Mary Jane girls. We ranked uh, our James Bond fa- uh, favorites and least favorites. Yep. Uh, and that was about it. That was, what, 90 minutes? That was the show. That was the whole show. We talked about your stand-up career. We talked about Rock Solid. Yep. So before we get started, tell everybody about your show, because it's a podcast I think everybody should listen to, and it's one of the best ones out there. Uh, well, Mario, I uh, host a podcast called Rock Solid, it's the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. Uh, each week, we either do a fun topic, like play your favorite song with the word green in the title, or I might interview a rock star like Brian Johnson or Melissa Etheridge. So it's a uh, it's an ever-changing weekly format, but it's always about music, and we always try to inject some humor into the show. It's a really great podcast, and your undoing over the summer was um, you actually blew up uh, because now you're doing all of these, um, uh, you, you, because of COVID, it actually turned to a positive for you. You're now doing all these interviews via Zoom. So I had you run over the list. You don't have to run over the, the exhaustive list, but can you let people know a few of the interviews you scored over the last year? Because it's, it's an amazing list. Uh, over the last year, I've done Vernon Reed from Living Color. I've done Liz Fair. I've done Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Uh, Klaus Mina from Scorpions. Claudette Robinson, the first lady of Motown. And um, Steve Stevens, you know, from Billy Idol. And uh, just, just a ton of people, ton of great people. Everyone has, uh, has been great. They've wanted to chat and I've had fun. Yeah, and then you were saying yesterday that it's actually something that's easy for you because uh, uh, everybody's, well, when you were doing it live, everybody was so close, so that was a bonus. Right. But now you've kind of, um, now you've kind of stacked up some cachet as far as go, for going forward when you want to do in-person interviews again, 
you now have this impressive list of people that you've interviewed. Yes, the, the list has gotten um, much, much larger. And again, I reached out to a lot of people that don't live in Los Angeles, like Klaus Meine was in Germany and uh, Brian Johnson was in Florida, you know, so it's um, so I'll continue to do some Zoom interviews now and then because uh, it allows me to have access to everyone no matter where they are. So, but um, now that uh, now that COVID's kind of, I don't want to say winding down, but now that we've got a better handle on it, people are getting vaccinated. You're going back to, as we are, a studio format. So you'll have to you'll have yes. Murray Valeriano and Mike Siegel there in the studio with you. Yeah, I just recorded with Murray today. He came over to the house and we recorded. We were we were not socially distanced at six feet because we've both been uh, vaccinated. So. Uh, it felt like it felt like the old days. It felt really good. Sounded great. You know, both mics and music through the mixing board and into the computer. That's how I like to do it. That's when it sounds the best. And if, uh, I've, I've had the the um, uh, the good fortune to be on your podcast ooh, three or four times now. You, think, you, you mentioned it. Somebody, I think Michael Bagford corrected it because we both said three. And uh, Michael Bagford was like, no, he's been on four times. Shout out to Mikey Bag. <laughs> Calm down. Um, but your your setup is so great, and I love the way that you drop the music in. And when we're when, when you're discussing it, it's nice to be able to listen to those songs live. Well, not live, but you you in real music, time. Uh, yeah, it's great. Those drops are great. Yeah, it's um, yeah, and and like when I have a when I have a musical guest and I play their music in real time, sometimes they haven't heard their studio albums in years, and then. I get to get a real uh, gauge of what they think of the song. You know, usually they go, wow, I haven't heard that in years. That sounds pretty great. You know, and you can see it on their face. They get a, they get a kick out of it. And then we talk. Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, so now you're, well, now you decided to help me out, which I appreciate. But uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on Pat and uh, uh, is because you've always been a big supporter of, of our podcast um, you, you've done, you've lent your voice. Uh, you have a, uh, uh, you had a recurring character for two weeks. What was that guy's name? Uh, Milton. It was Milton. Yeah. I don't even know how Milton sounds anymore, but, uh, <laughs> that was a, that was a hot character. It was, I yeah. was, uh, and the reason I, I think got a, you, I got a quarter of a million dollar development deal from NBC because of that character. Oh, really? Do I get any of that? Or is that just, that's all you we're doing this today. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful beautiful well i'm glad you're here uh no honestly again thank you uh last night when i was telling i told pat i said i'm using this new program and i don't know if it's going to work but let's try it and he said if you, if you if you can't get it to work um we'll do it again i'll do it again tomorrow if you need it and uh it, i'm just going to double my fee is the only thing he asked and i said i jumped at it i jumped at it so now um uh, my daughter's going to be eating chili out of a can for two weeks, but <laughs> two nights, two nights in a row. So this is fantastic. Uh, well, we, we, we covered everything there is to cover Pat. Is there anything we, we missed yesterday uh, that, we, that we didn't, uh, we're, we're pretty much out of conversation. That's the problem. I, I guess we start ranking the Marvel movies. Oh my God. You want to do, you want to rank all of them? Number one with the, what is your number one Marvel movie? Let's I want to ask you that. Give me your top five. Top five. Um, I have to tell you, if if we if we, that's tough. Um, I I always say um, 
Captain America Winter Soldier. That's a great one. I really do like that one. I, That's a great I, one. Um, I like everything about it. But there were there are parts in Infinity War and Endgame that just give me such a chill and such a charge. I mean, in Endgame, when Thor's hammer flies into Captain America's hand. Ah! <laughs> you know who just brought that up? I'm getting a chill right now, just thinking about it. It is so you know who just brought that up is, is friend of the show, our friend Martin, my old co-host. You know Martin. Yeah. He's like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in a movie theater. He's like, that's my favorite movie moment ever. Uh, also in Infinity War, the reveal of uh of Captain America and Black Widow, when Chris Evans has the longer hair and the full beard, the place went ballistic. I mean. I'm sorry, people who love the DC Universe movies. It doesn't exist, people. There's no DCU. Um, there's not one. There's not one moment in any of those movies that, like in these Marvel movies, it's incredible. It's just now. To be fair, Pat, you are a big. Your email is Batman. It's Batman right? P. That's yeah, your, and PFD, my initials. That, and, that's your. That's your. That's your handle. You're yeah. a huge Batman fan. You're a huge DC fan. Yeah. You just don't like the DC movies. No, I like the DC animated. DC kills it with animated stuff, and Marvel doesn't kill it with animated stuff. Correct. But as a as a grown adult male, these Marvel movies are there's something I look forward to so much. They just make me feel like a kid again. Again? What's again? Again. And I just, um, <laughs> I you turned into David Kennedy. We will have another Marvel movie by we the end. We will have a Marvel movie soon again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just love them so much, and uh, the casting of those films is perfect. Like I can't imagine anyone else being Tony Stark or Steve Rogers yeah. or Thor. I just, it's perfect to me. Uh, time. That's the thing. They took their time. And DC and Warner Brothers, they want it all at once. And you mm -hmm. can't do it like that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to, 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 to copy that Marvel formula because I remember being blown away by how good Iron Man was. Because Iron Man was always yeah. kind of a second-tier character. Now, it's, I yeah. mean, a kid growing up today can never believe there was a time when Iron Man wasn't like in the top five superheroes. Right. Right? Captain America right. for them. You know, yeah. it's, you know, it was... Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, maybe Wolverine, you know, something yeah. like that, you know? And that was like, you know, and the, the Avengers were kind of like a B squad almost. Yeah. And now they're all A-list characters. All A-list characters. It would be like if DC started and their first movie was Hawkman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and Hawkman blew up and everyone was like, fucking Hawkman's the greatest. That's what, yeah. That's what it would be like, but... I'm sorry. Those DC movies dropped the ball for me time and time again. Uh, aside from, let's say maybe the, the Nolan trilogy. I mean, how do you feel about the, well, I don't, I don't count the Nolan trilogy because they should have, they should have springboarded the DC universe out of the Nolan trilogy, but mm -hmm. they, they should have backed the Brinks truck up to Christian Bale's house. And he would still be Batman the way Chris Evans. Sure was Captain America, you know, 10 times, but they yeah. didn't do that. They, they, they started all over with man of steel. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's almost like they were going for the, the aesthetic 
they were they were going for the aesthetic with with uh, Man of Steel and Justice League, but they they didn't go with the writing. No, no, and the, and the special effects. I mean, the Nolan movies, Batman's in the real world. Everything looks real. Doesn't mm-hmm. if there's if there's CGI parts, you can't tell. The Zack Snyder films, it's like I'm watching a video game. It's Ben Affleck is Batman. Every time he lands, he lands with a thud. He's so clunky. The costume's too bulky. He's bloated. It's awful. Who's your favorite Batman? Well, I mean, Keaton's cool as Batman, but I don't like those movies. I don't like any of those first four Batman movies. I don't like them at all. So I guess Bale is my favorite Batman. Okay. What about uh, what about? Will Arnett is Lego Batman. You don't like that? that? No, I do like that. That's fun. Yeah, he does a good job. But <laughs> Honestly, not- when, I watch, when I watch the Lego Batman movie, I was like, this is the most uh, depth that this Batman, that Batman has ever had on screen as Batman was in the Lego Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's um, crazy. I think the best DC movie is Shazam. That's great. I love it. And it's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> And I don't care about Shazam. I don't. I don't care about. Neither do I. I, I don't really care about Shazam either. It seems like it's for kids, but the casting was great. The story's good. You know that this guy's good and this guy is bad. You know what and I mean? It was, and it worked. And it, and it was art. fun. And yeah, it was like, it's like the movie Big, but with a superhero. What I don't understand is how do you do, how do you do a, just, a movie like Justice League? And I don't care which cut it is. Zack Snyder, Joss Whedon. How do you have a movie with those characters and like zero sense of fun? Aside from aside from uh, uh, Cal Drogo going, my man, that's it. That's the whole. That's it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There's no fun in those movies. Everything's dark. Everything's dismal. I always talk about Captain America: Civil War. There's a fight at an airport in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Twelve. 14 superheroes, everything is on point. It's funny. It's action-packed. Nothing looks CGI'd. You got fucking Ant-Man turns into Giant-Man, and you got Spider-Man swinging off his ass, and the whole thing works. <laughs> the whole thing is amazing. It's joyful. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughs in that scene. There's a, a lot of legitimate laughs in that scene because, yeah. and again, what you said, Pat, they built this relationship. So somebody going in has seen these people for 10 movies already. So yeah. they know the sense of humor. It's funny because of, you know, the, you know, you know, Tony Stark, you know, Captain America, yep. even in a bad one, like uh all age of Ultron, when Captain America says language, that gets a big laugh because yeah. you already, you know, the character also built the world. Also in Captain America, civil war, they introduce the new Spider-Man and black Panther. They yes. introduce them seamlessly. They don't rely on a bunch of exposition and a bunch of backstory. I mean, Zack Snyder can't do in four hours what a Marvel movie does in two. That's right. It's weird. That Snyder cut is the exact same film as the Whedon movie. It's just longer and the sense of humor is gone. (laughs) I I haven't, I've been, I've been trying little by little to make it through. And it's just like, there's nothing I get. So de- it's a, it's a very depressing. It's it hard. To, you don't want to spend time in that world. You don't want to spend time with those. It's, it's no fun. And these online people, 
just just be honest. Just say you're disappointed and you hope they get it on track. But uh, these people that are like the best superhero movie I've ever seen, the Snyder Cut, it's not even close. Can I tell you well, something? You you didn't see that? How far did you get in the Snyder Cut? Did you get? I'm to- about I'm about halfway through. So you got to the scene where Martha is at Lois Lane's apartment? Yes. Okay. I'm just going to spoiler alert it right now. That whole scene is bullshit. So Martha Kent is at Lois Lane's apartment. And when Martha Kent leaves the apartment in the hallway, we find out that it wasn't really Martha Kent. It's John Jones. It's Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Okay. So Martian Manhunter's in the world. He knows everything that's going on. And yet he doesn't help the heroes fight Steppenwolf. <laughs> he just doesn't help. He, he doesn't appear again. I'll tell you this, Mario. He appears in an end credit sequence. That's a big, who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> They've introduced you know, a love- character that we're never going to see again. We're never, th- that universe is not, it's non-existent. Yeah. It was like throwing the green lantern where they threw in one of the, the yellow lanterns in the big, in the battle in the beginning. It's like, well, why are you doing that? That's they're right. not going to, it's not going to pay off. They just did it. Cause it was like, Hey, look at this. Hey, check it out. Did you see and there's a different, one? there's a difference between doing something like that. And then doing something like in the Marvel in the po- and the, like having Howard the duck show up right. in the final yeah. battle. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a difference there. Cause it's there's like, Hey, here's a nice little Easter egg. Whereas in, you know, in the DC universe, there should be a Green Lantern. There should be a Martian Manhunter, but yep. they didn't do that. And they they steal from Marvel all the time. In in this in the Justice League, they try to make Bruce Wayne and the Flash's relationship exactly like Tony Stark's and Spider Man's. Yeah, the whole Aquaman movie is Thor. We have two brothers. You know, so we have Thor yeah. and Loki. We have Aquaman and what, whatever the fuck his brother's name is. <laughs> and they're, they each want to be king. It's like the exact, it's the exact same. It's. And well, I mean, to be fair, the comics did have a, a history of doing that. They did. You know, DC it, rip off Marvel, true. Marvel rip off DC. It's true. It's harder to pull off when you're, when these are movies. It is. Because you see it, you go, oh, that just, I just saw that in Thor. Yeah. And it's, it's, you have to remember now that, you know, for a generation now, uh, you have a movie audience that is accustomed to watching movie, watching movies five, six, seven, eight, ten times. Yeah. So they know these movies by heart. Yep. You know, it's not it's not like back in the 30s where you realize, oh, they thought this movie was going to be in the theaters for like a month and then it was never going to be yep. seen again. And, you know, <clears throat> I go see. Um, go ahead. Go, I'm sorry. I go see these movies on opening day or opening night. Because there's such an excitement and energy. Um, Black Panther opening night was so much fun. There was so much energy uh, in the whole entire movie. Yes. In the whole place. Yeah. Then, you know, I went to see Batman versus Superman, The Dawn of Justice, on Saturday, opening night. Packed. That theater was dead silent. There was not, there was nothing fun about it. Until they wedge Wonder Woman in at the end. And she comes in and people got excited about that. But it's, they did a disservice to the character of Wonder Woman. Just sure. damning her in there for no reason. Like they knew they had a shitty movie on their hands. 
And so what are we going to do? Well, let's, let's, let's throw Wonder a little Woman Wonder Woman at him. That Wonder Woman 84 is atrocious. Oh, that was terrible. It's so that, bad. That was terrible. How do you have an 80s movie with no 80s music in it? Yeah, there's no, there was no point for it to be the 80s except for, I guess he wanted to make, what was his name, Max? Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal's character. You wanted to make him kind of like a Trump, I guess. Yeah. But you could have done that now. Yeah. And, um, and the thing I hated the most about Wonder Woman 84 is she's been here for like, I don't know, 100 years, right? Mm-hmm. Or a 40 years. However, however long she's been, she's been pining for, um, what's his name? What's Chris Pine's character's name? Oh, uh, Steve. Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. She's been pining for Steve Trevor the entire time. A guy that she literally kn- knew for about a week in the yeah. first Wonder Woman movie. Okay. That's a total disservice to a character who's supposed to be the strongest, mightiest woman on the planet. You know, now flip that with something like what Marvel tried to do with Agent Carter after Steve was dead. Yeah, she took she, she tried to get over him or you know, she went over, but she got on with her life. If you watch the Agent right. Carter show, which is which is yeah, fun, it's it's a fun show. Fun. Uh, season two, not great, but it's still she's fun to watch. And her relationship Amazing. with Jarvis is awesome. Yeah. So they at least she moved on. She moves on from Steve. Wonder Woman should easily move on. She's an Amazon. Yeah. It's so it's so phony. It's just like, oh, what what a what a great woman role model. If there's not a man in your life, you're you're unfulfilled. That was (laughs) such BS. Yeah. Yeah, If if anyone doesn't need a man, it's Wonder Woman. Yeah. And that sucks because I liked two thirds of Wonder Woman. Two thirds of Wonder Woman is great. That's another thing. That's how bad the DC movies are. Everyone gives Wonder Woman a 10 out of 10. It's about a seven. Yeah, it's, it's good up until, you know, if it, if it had ended at the, um, after when she they attacked that village, you know, if, they, if it had ended there, a 10. Yeah, but the third series and the CGI with his little mustache and oh, it was terrible. Terrible. And um, were you already thinking about this before we signed on today? Were you going, you know what? I've got a bone to pick with a DCU. No, no, I didn't. I didn't have any, I didn't have any agenda, but I can talk about it at, at any time. What I, I love about it is it started out so positive. We're talking about our favorite Marvel movies. Oh, so negative now. <laughs> I um you just went on a rant. Uh, I lo- look, I loved I love Jason Momoa. I love him. I love him, love him, yeah. love him. I've seen him at uh I live in walking distance to a, a Whole Foods. I've seen him there twice. He's so nice. I've seen him hug people, fist bump, talks to everyone. Oh, that's great. He's in, he's a giant and he's just, uh, he's, he seems like the nicest dude. And why not? What does he have to be angry about? Of course. But, um, and I, I love him. I think he's what great casting is Aquaman because Aquaman's usually a puss. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Aquaman. I just don't like it in that universe. They just don't, they haven't, uh, they haven't done. They haven't done it right yet. So you saw the Aquaman movie. Uh, yes. Okay. Aquaman, the the big bad in that movie is Black Manta, right? That's right. Okay. Aquaman beats Black Manta's ass twice, kicks his ass, and we find out one time it's on land, I believe. Maybe both times it's on land, and then we find that 
it's before Aquaman even has his trident that brings him to his max power. Yeah. So, okay. So he's beat Black Manta twice when he wasn't even at 100% power. The end credit sequence for that movie is Black Manta. He, they revive him and Black Manta says, you tell Aquaman, I'm coming for him. <laughs> I, I turn to my nephew and I go, oh, Aquaman will be very, very scared. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit. It wasn't, you, you were not a threat ever. Beat him twice. Yeah, you're right. He does beat him up. It's he hard. You know what's funny? I, I used to say that Marvel had the better, uh, uh, the better, or uh, DC had the better villains. Yeah. But it's really just Batman that has the best villains. And Flash uh, has a good rogues gallery too. Uh, aside from, like, well, then you have Lex Luthor for Superman, and then that's about it. All these other guys that are like gods and demigods, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I don't either. It's like none of that is in... Uh, that was another thing about uh, Justice League, was I didn't care about the villain. It's like you just look like a big... You look like the CGI. You look like the villain in Thor. Yeah. You look like the... What was it? The 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 Sentinel. It wasn't a yep. Sentinel, but I know, know what you mean. The the um. That's the thing about Thanos. First of all, Josh Brolin is amazing. I think Josh Brolin could have been nominated for an Academy Award as Thanos because he brought such dramatic weight to that mm-hmm. to that villain. Like you, at times, you would you would kind of like eh, maybe he's right you'd kind of like empathize or sympathize with him a little bit just like killmonger in in black panther exactly exactly just like killmonger so i mean these are great performances there's no performance from steppenwolf there's no performance from dark side it's just cgi crap yeah and that's what well you're angry today pat that drives me crazy when i go on twitter and there and people are like oh what are you gonna do now marvel have you seen Dark side, yeah, he's shit. <laughs> well, I, I used to love when I would go when I would get into the studio to go record, and then you, me, and Kyle would spend three hours talking about Marvel and DC stuff, yeah. and then an hour recording the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I, why don't look, we just record this? Look, I can and look, I'm an honest person. I I own all those Marvel movies physically. They're on a shelf. Most of them are in steel books. But steel books. But I can tell you the ones that aren't good. They, they seem to one. drop the ball on the number twos. Okay. Like, uh, I did not like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. No. I, I was very disappointed with Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, that one I did, didn't bother me as much because the first one was so light. Yeah, it just it, like they just like fell back on the on the same kind of tricks. It didn't really give me any much new. Yeah. Plus they had a... The villain in that is Walter Goggins. Yeah, Walton Goggins, yeah. Walton Goggins. And he plays like an arms dealer kind of a guy. This this would have been a great time to bring back... Um, who is the villain in, in Iron Man 2? Oh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Is it something... Uh, I forgot his name, but yeah, you're right. You're that right. That would have been a great time to bring him back and let him be that part. Because he's great. <laughs> Sam, um, Thor 2 is not great. No, Iron Man Two is not great. Although now I've watched Iron Man Two a bunch, and it's starting to—I'm starting to warm up to it a little bit. I don't hate it. Uh, at the time, it was great because there was there was no that was it. It was like nothing hey, else. there was no nothing yeah. else. But as the movies got more, you know, the, they got 
more characters introduced and things like that. Yeah. Uh, what? But Civil War though. That I mean, not Civil War. Winter Soldier. Winter that's Soldier. Right? Yeah, that's um. Yeah, the Cap movies are all good. They hit it out of the park with all the Cap movies, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I was underwhelmed by the first one the first time I saw it, but it's grown on me. It's oh yeah, grown I just on love me. it so much because I think Tommy Lee Jones is such a great character, and if that. That's what I mean. The CGI in a, in a DC movie sucks. And yet, if you don't believe Steve Rogers as a scrawny kid, the movie falls apart. And that special effect they did really works. Yeah. It really, really works. Uh, there's still a line that I like to say just out of context that uh, from Captain America uh-huh. that makes me laugh no matter where you say it. And it's just, Somebody calls you on something, you say, I'm from Fresno, Ace. That always makes you laugh when he says that. You <laughs> speak English, he's like, I'm from Fresno, Ace. Uh, that always makes me laugh. But I just watched uh, Captain America again recently, the, the original. Because yes, I, exactly. I watched Agent Carter on Disney+. Plus, and I went back and watched the first Cap. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, boy, Chris Evans really just sold that character. So you're with him 100% of the way. You're with him 100% of the way. He's And now Cap is my favorite superhero now because of these movies. Batman has moved into a, oh, wow. a couple spots back because they just, they're just not giving me good Batman. And I yeah. just think, and again, Batman's not, he's not a positive superhero the way Captain America is. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, he was, it depends on who was drawing him and who was writing the, you know, yeah, who was, yeah, yeah. you know. But I mean, as uh, we've seen him in the movies, he's a he's a vigilante. Well, you know what it is? It's everything. Everybody. Here's my take. And this is I'll, I'll, I'll die on this hill. DC fanboys are like the guys that go to Disneyland during the Christmas time during Christmas time. But they only wear Nightmare on Elm Street stuff because they want to seem edgy because Christmas is for kids. But I'm wearing all my um, not, not, not Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, I'm wearing my Jack Skellington gear. Christmas is for kids, but this is edgy and cool because look, it's skulls and all. It's the same thing. It's yeah. DC fanboys don't want you to think of this comic book stuff as kid stuff. They want you to take it seriously. This is this is serious. Batman's a serious character. He, there's a lot of trauma there. There's you know, yeah, that's true. But they should. It's still based on a comic book, and yeah. comic books, like it or not, are always a uh, aimed at a certain age group. And it's not you and me, Pat. No, it's not you. No, I've I've, I've never been a fan of anything where I'm all in to where if there if there's a misstep, I just pretend like it's not and talk like it's the greatest thing ever. I hate yeah. that. I hate I hate when people do that. You can love what you love, and you can still say, "Oh yeah, the Age of Ultron's just okay." Oh yeah, hey, I take my lumps with the Star Wars saga. I mean, you know, this, you guys uh, are you guys are three for ten. It, well, yeah, I, but you'd have to also Frankenstein a couple of movies together. There, you can make you know the trilogy, the original, the prequels. It's like, well, there's a good movie in there. If I take elements of all three, there's one in there. You know. But go through, uh, yeah. go through the Star Wars movies and I'll give them a number rating. Uh, okay, well, let's go. We'll go in order. We'll go in order. So we'll go. Uh, we'll go. We'll go in 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 uh, timeline order. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna go uh, the the original, the uh, Phantom, not the original, but Phantom Menace. Uh, a two. Uh, then you have uh, Attack of the Clones. 
I'm going to give it a three because I do love that Dooku and um, Yoda, Yoda fight. lightsaber fight. So I give it a three. I also like the arena fight because it kind of looks like a Harryhausen movie. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so movie. I give that one a three. Uh, and then you have uh, Revenge of the Sith. I thought that he was going to turn into Darth Vader at the beginning of that film, not right at the end. It, an, another three. Uh, okay, then we have the original, the, the, the actual original, A New Hope. If I see it in 1977, as I did, it's a 10. If I watch it now, it's about an 8. Okay, that's fair. Empire Strikes Back. 10. Always. Return of the Jedi. Um, it's, it gets a little cute with the Ewoks. Also, I don't understand why the Ewoks are worshipping um, C-3PO. It would have made more sense if they were worshipping Chewbacca because he's like a giant Ewok. Yeah, it so, is. You're uh, right. I, I get, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Although there is a scene if, if, that people miss. And I'm, I loved Ewoks when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as I got older, and I've kind of come around on them, but it's yeah. one of those things where uh, I call it the uh, the George the George W. Bush effect. You know, George W. Bush is terrible, but then you get then you get Trump, and then it's like, hey, he wasn't yeah. so bad. You know, it's, right. it's the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull now Temple of Doom is like, hey, you know what? Uh, there's something jump out of the plane in a raft. Who cares? Right. You know. Um, <laughs> so I have to give I have to give uh, Return of the Jedi. It's it's not as it's not as good as Star Wars, so I got to give it a seven. Uh, okay, then. Oh, we missed Solo, which would have been uh, in between oh, the prequels. Um, and- I real I really did enjoy Solo, although in the theater it was very dark. The picture was yes. very dark. Yes. So I own the DVD. I own the Blu-ray, but I've never watched it um, on my TV. I'm hoping that it, it's bright, but uh, I I did like Solo. It. Um, it was. I give Solo an eight or a nine. I it was it. fun. Yeah, it was fun. a fun. And then, uh, uh, the, what is it? The uh, I can't I think Rogue of the name. One should have been in there. Rogue One. All right, my nephew hates Rogue One. Hates it. I, I love it. One. I love Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I give it a nine. Uh, it's up there. I give it. You know what it is? The first. I'm going to say it's the reverse of Return of the Jedi. The first third of the movie is a little hard for me. Uh-huh. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's performance is just weird. Deception! Like that whole thing is weird. <laughs> right. But, uh, but once they get to the planet. Yeah. Yeah. He always does a, he always does bring a little something to it, but yeah. once they get to the planet and they're trying to upload the data and all that stuff, that space battle, all that is. Yeah. It's yeah. some of the best Star Wars out there. It really I, is. I, I wish they would have continued that. Forrest, uh, Forrest Whitaker always brings a little Nicolas Cage to his performances. A little bit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, and then you got, uh, then of course you got, uh, 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 what's the, episode seven is, I can't even think of the. The, 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 the Force the, Awakens. The Force Awakens. Thank you. Okay. I love The Force Awakens. Like I give it a 10. And here's why I'm more, I'm more of a Han Solo guy than I am a Luke guy. Okay. And, I'm and with you there. Seeing Han and Chewie together. And it was really, it gave me, it gave me, it gave me that star Wars feeling that I remembered as a kid that you didn't get in the prequels, right? That I didn't get in the prequels. It really did give me that feeling. 
And then let's go to the next one. And then you have uh, that here. We may, uh, we have the last Jedi next. Let's talk about this one, Pat. Um, I, I liked it when I saw it in the theater, but when I watched, when I watched those two movies in preparation for the, the, the ninth movie in the second trilogy, I mean, in the third trilogy, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I still like it. I feel like it could have ended there and it would have been fine. I, there are parts of it I don't like. I hate the whole thing on the casino planet. Um, that's weird. And uh, I saw what they were going for. It's like, hey, we're going to open up the universe. Everybody can use the force, which right. is what we thought when we were kids, right? The force, yeah. people don't remember that. In 77, we saw Star Wars. There was no backstory. There was nothing. We didn't have anything. No. So we just thought, well, Luke, you know, anybody can use the force. Luke, Luke knew how to use it. So I guess anybody yeah. can use it. I so mean, we yeah. didn't have all this, you know, this backstory and this, this canon to go by. So you're right. Uh, like uh, the way you said, uh, you're right about Force Awakens. I got the same, that, that nostalgia, it pushed all the right nostalgia buttons, but I feel, I felt like, okay, now that the nostalgia's done, let's get on with the story. Let's get on with the I story. Felt, I like where, I like, I do like that uh, Luke was grumpy. I know a lot of people hate that, but hey, if you, if you uh, brought in the guy who basically killed the last of the Jedi, you would be, you'd feel pretty yeah. upset too. you're not going to be a happy dude about it yeah it's a good looking um, film um the uh that whiny baby kylo ren kind of <laughs> ruins these movies for me he's such a such a cry baby yeah like he doesn't he's an emo kid. he doesn't really yeah he, and he's uh he's a brat and he doesn't really he doesn't have the the villain weight that darth vader has he's not even no. close no he, even he's, close. he's like a fanboy He's almost like a fanboy of his grandfather. Yeah. You have to expect the, the door to open and he's going to be in there listening to Morrissey. Yep. You know. Yeah. And then what's the, th what's the final one? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. I hated it. Hated it. It's trash. The way to just ruin everything you've tried to achieve with these, with the new trilogy. Even if you, even if I'm lukewarm on the second one, this one should have been amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And you know what? If the script isn't ready, don't turn the cameras on until you have it exactly right. They they got They had to stick to that three year, to that three year plan. Pilar and I years. looked at each, just kept looking at each other. I think the kids were sitting between us and we just kept looking at each, each other during the whole movie and, and just shaking our heads and rolling our eyes. And I was just like, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. It, you know what it was? It was they, somebody at Disney saw all the Twitter uh, posts about how much they hated The Last Jedi. And it was like, we're going to fix everything you hated about The Last Jedi. They didn't. And we're going to, we're going to put it inside of a, of another movie. So this whole middle part of the thing where they're just running around trying to fix everything that everybody hated about uh, Last Jedi. And so, yeah, it was, uh, I think you should have, they should have just gone with, Hey, look, this is The Last Jedi. That's the movie we, we put out. Sorry you didn't like it. Here's Rise of Skywalker and just have J.J. Abrams not try to fix anything. Just go forward and wrap up the story. Yeah. Just wrap up the story. That's all yeah. he had to do. Give us, you know, and they, they set up some these characters that they didn't really, they just kind of disappear. Like Captain Phasma. And, and Finn, first of all, who's the, what's the girl's name? I, this is, they didn't even right. resonate. Yeah, Ray and Finn are supposed to be together. They set that up from the 
first one from The Force Awakens. How do you piss away that love story? They have something, yeah, they, right? Yeah, they, they separated uh, Finn and Ray. And I understand, like you did that in Empire. Like, we, you know, you're going to separate, uh, but, but you stuck. The whole thing was trying to, their problem with this movie was trying to get a Han Solo character in this. So you have Poe, Dameron, who doesn't fit. He doesn't no. fit because he's not, they're not going, they needed Han Solo, right? They needed a ride out of Mos Eisley. So yeah. Han Solo sucked into the whole story. They didn't need, he's a fighter pilot. He's, he's, he's at best, he's Wedge, right? You, right. He popped in at the end and he, we're going to fly into the Death Star and, oh, there's Wedge again. He was in the original. Yeah. There's no need to follow this character. No. But for some reason, they decided to make him. And so now you've got to, now you've got to shoehorn him in. So they're going to, they, they give uh, Finn the short trip, which is, I mean, who wouldn't want to know what it was like to be like, this is a guy who's on the lamb from the new, from the new order, right? Or was it new order? First order? I don't remember. Yeah. It's confusing. But yeah, the, that's a great story. This guy's on the, you know, he's a former stormtrooper. Why, why aren't we exploring this more? Yeah. There's just, they just, yeah. There, there's nothing like a disappointing film franchise. What's your favorite disappointing film franchise? My favorite He's, disappointing film franchise. The is it the is it the Jurassic Park reboots? Is it the Jurassic World and all those? That second Jurassic World movie is atrocious. <laughs> it's atrocious. Okay, can I tell you something about Jurassic World? Talk, talk to me. Where they missed the boat with me. Chris Pratt's character should have been grown up Tim from the first movie. Oh, that's good. That's a good idea. Then it would all make sense. It's all you do is call him Tim. That's all. That's a simple fix in the script. Oh, you're a grown up Tim from the first movie. Done deal. Then everything makes sense. Sure. But Jurassic World whatever it was called, the lost script, whatever it was. <laughs> it was. It was terrible. Another, I'm sitting there so disappointed because I had fun with Jurassic World. But then Jurassic, yeah, was, but this one sucked. Number, it I sucked didn't see Lost bad. Kingdom. Yeah, it's terrible. The, did you uh, happen to catch King Kong versus Godzilla? I'm always interested in your take on giant, giant kaiju movies. Um, I don't care about Godzilla. Because what? All right. He, well, look, End of interview. He never. He doesn't have any connection with, with human beings. Like, here's the thing: King Kong has fingers and hands, and he looks, he looks like a human. You know what I mean? If a we, little bit. Yeah. And he vaguely human. But he um he connects with humans. He'll look. He'll put his hand down. You know, they connect <laughs> in the eyes. And I don't know what Godzilla's point is. I don't know what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? He, repre I he represents man's hubris and a gone, you know, nature, depending on the movie, it's either nature yeah. or man's hubris come back to bite him in the ass. So the first Godzilla movie, I did not like. And then Skull Island. I really enjoyed Skull Island. I love that movie. I loved it so much. Uh, my problem is they set up, I thought that Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston would be in the next couple, but no, they just disappear. I did not see the Godzilla and the whatever, Monster Island, whatever it was called, um, because I didn't like the Godzilla one. 
And then I did watch Godzilla versus Kong or whatever the hell, whoever it's whatever. But I rooted for Kong <laughs> because I don't understand Godzilla. And then they kind of team up, which I, I saw that coming a mile away. I'm like, of course, they're teaming up. That's and, Batman versus Superman right there. Everything, everything between the four fights is worthless. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. It's I don't worthless. understand. The, the idea, the thing is with, with America, they try to give you these characters you're supposed to care about. It's like, yeah. no, that's not what Godzilla movies are about. You're just going to watch, you're just going to watch Godzilla go on a rampage and then he'll go back into the ocean when it's done. This, that's all I want to see. By the way, when so, Godzilla when Godzilla knocks King Kong over in Tokyo or wherever, when he falls down, he literally takes out twenty city blocks. I don't know how they ever bounce back from one of these battles. It's so devastating. <laughs> it's like ten nine elevens. It's ridiculous. <laughs> did you see? Did you see Pacific Rim, the original? Yes, I, the, I liked it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. It's probably the best non-Japanese Godzilla movie. It's yeah, really. It's just a Godzilla movie. You just uh, have him fighting Ultraman, basically. I'm so sick of when teenagers break into like a military installation that has the biggest high tech computer system of all time, and they just uh, tick 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 hack into it in three seconds. I'm like, come well, on, because they know TikTok. They know TikTok. Oh, in this one, they they dump a they dump a Coca Cola in into the computer system to uh to compromise it. That's right. I'm like, really? That's it? all you have to do? Spill your drink on the console and it shuts the whole thing down? There's no fail safe on that? So ridiculous. <laughs> I just can't. I can't suspend my disbelief on some things. Pat, what else are you angry about? I love this. You just, this is great. Just get it all out, Pat. After, after Terminator 2 Judgment Day, <laughs> it's, it's over. Okay, it's over. It's over. If you tell me that they can continually go back in time in all these movies, and they can keep sending a Terminator, and they can keep... Well, then it's never ending. It's never going to end. Yeah, they already made that movie. That's called Never Ending Story. Yeah. That's a whole different. Judgment Day, that's the end of it. Case I love... Closed. You're right. Well, what, about, what do you think about them keep, uh, trying to reboot the Alien franchise over and over? It's the same movie every time. Again, for me, it ends after the second one. Still. Yeah. Aliens works because you kind of flip the script on the first one, which is, yeah. you know, this, this thing's picking them off one by one. And now it's like, hey, we're going back. We're going to kick these, this thing's ass. And guess what? There's it's a, a whole planet of them. Yeah. And so. It's an action movie. The first movie is like a sci-fi horror film. And the second movie is it's, a, it's an action film. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, you're right though. Uh I don't understand why they keep making Terminators. I don't I don't get it. No, and they can stop making alien movies too. They they're not giving me anything new. Nothing there's nothing new in those. Nothing. Right. Um and so don't even don't even bring up Avatar. Why are we getting more Avatar though? There's like there's like five more coming. I saw the first one and I hated it. I can't sit through five more of those things. I'm not going to see one second of any of it. I saw the first one. The the 3D was good, but so bored. Bored. To People see. were talking about that like it was an event, and uh, I went to see it. I was ready to. I was ready for it to be rocked. I was ready for my head to explode. James Cameron brought me 
Aliens. Terminator. You know, Terminator. True Lies. I'm yeah. ready. Bring Nothing. It. Zero. A zero. Zip. Zilch. How does he get? How does he get the money to make like four sequels in a row when they don't even know if the second one, the second one could bomb? And then they, what are they going to just put the other? three on straight to home video I mean, it's the number one movie of all time but does that does anybody care about that i couldn't even tell you what the story is it's uh dance with wolves mixed with fern gully i didn't see dances with wolves you didn't i didn't oh if you think harrison ford's narration in blade runner is bad you've gotta you've gotta watch dances with wolves oh my god Oh, it's the best. The, the the monotone Kevin Costner. It's great. It's fantastic. Just for the uh the 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 delivery on the on the the narration. Please watch it. Kevin Costner is either a 10 or a 0. Yeah, that's so weird, right? Uh you know, we just we just watched Bull Durham a couple of months ago. He's great in that. Yep. It, it's awesome. You love him in Silver, that. He's great in Silverado. Yes. Like when yeah. I saw when I saw Silverado, it was the first time I ever saw Kevin Costner. And you just like sit up in your seat and you're like, that's a movie star. This guy's gonna be someone. You know, he sure. gave me that feeling. I was just like, who's this guy's real something? This guy's got something. That's he and then he he did for a little while. Then he started making Robin Hood and Waterworld and the Postman. Yep. yep. But you know, it's when he's under, you know, if you watch him in something like Untouchables, where he's kind of outclassed by like Sean Connery and Robert De Niro, he's good because he's not bad. He's just quiet and very earnest. Right. And so, you know, if he stuck to those kind of roles where at worst, the worst thing you can say about him is he's very, you know, he's kind of quiet, doesn't really, you know. But he really, yeah, you're right. He's either a 10 or a zero. I really like him in... um, What's the Western with uh, Robert Duvall? Um, um, open range. Open, open range. range. Good. He's I like good Wyatt, in that. Earp. Wyatt Earp's four hours, but I enjoyed it. Uh, shout out to Posada Geek from the Posada Geek pod. He says that's better than Tombstone. I don't know um, if I agree. Those movies, I, I, I wouldn't say one is better than the other. They're totally different films, but they, they both work as a, as a vehicle for Wyatt Earp. Yeah, I, it's funny. Kevin Costner is kind of a punching bag, but there are times where you're like, no, he's turned in some good performances. Yeah. He really has. Oh, he, but uh, you're right. It's either a 10 or a zero. The Clint Eastwood directed A Perfect World. He's, a Perfect World. He's That's a great that. one. Yeah. There's a movie that no one's ever seen. It's called Fandango. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, he's, he was good as, um, as uh, Pa Kent. Yeah, I bought that. I, I bought him as yeah. Clark. I, I wish did, I, I didn't him buy him hair. waving off Clark to not save me from the tornado. Yeah, that's because, a very Kevin. That's yeah, a very that's Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner thing. Kind of thing. Yeah, Clark could have got over there and back, and no one would have even saw what happened. Now you are a big Tom Cruise guy. That's your guy. That's your boy. I love him. I know you do, and there's nothing wrong with that. I will tell you the freakiest story of all time. Okay, I want to hear it. Okay, this was, uh, I don't know how many years, this this, this could have been 15 years ago. Um, it was Father's Day, and we decided that we'd take the kids to Santa Monica Pier. 
Now, on the drive down to Santa Monica Pier, in my head, I thought I was going to see Tom Cruise today. Okay? <laughs> now, I know that this is only a good story if I would have said that out loud to my wife. <laughs> but I didn't. Well, we get to Santa Monica Pier. You know, we're playing the games. We're throwing balls, trying to knock stuff down. And I look... And Tom Cruise is there with his two kids and he's, he's got a baseball hat on. He's not hiding and they're just playing the games too. And I was like, and then I tell Pilar, I thought I was going to see Tom Cruise today and he's right over there. And Pilar's like, are you where? Oh my God. She's like, what do you mean? And then she goes, what do you mean? You thought you were going to see Tom Cruise today? <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't work. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, it's only a great story if you if you say out loud, we're going to see Tom, I think we're going to see Tom Cruise today. Then, and then like there he is. You have some crazy psychic power. Um, but yeah, I love Tom Cruise uh, in almost everything. I think he delivers in almost everything. I mean, I have a serious question. I need you to give me your top five, rank them in order. In order. Tom Cruise running scenes. <laughs> oh my God. I can't even think of, I, could, I can't do it. I, I would have to, be seen number one has got to be the which is the mission impossible that's directed by brad bird is it four ghost protocol oh, yeah, ghost protocol that's my favorite that's a good one that's really great that's I love the one it. where he's running there in they're in saudi arabia right and he's, yeah. he's running yeah that is the that is the quintessential tom cruise running uh running scene yeah that that might be the best film franchise for me you think so favorite. you think consistent yeah, I mean the only one that's the only one that's a little slow and I it's hard for me to watch now is is number two, the John Woo directed one. Although there's good scenes in there, but there's they could have trimmed a little bit of the fat. Yeah. And then and then from three until the present, they are killing it. And of course the first one is so stylized because it's Brian De Palma and we have um we have an evil um uh, Mr. Phelps, and I mean, it's really cool. That's the only thing that bothers me about the. I was a huge fan of the show growing up because it was always on reruns. Yeah, and I love that show, and uh, I thought that they did the main character to deserve. It'd be like if they made Star Trek and Captain Kirk was the was a traitor. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I get we're it. just gonna go on from here, you know. I get it. They wanted that's to the, flip it on its ear. That's the only thing that ruins it for me. Yeah, and then, the, but other than that, like this, you can't beat it. I think. They, you know, until uh, um, Bond got his stuff together with Casino Royale, yeah, I feel like they were it, it was the better franchise there for a little bit, yeah. The um, the fact that he does these stunts himself, I don't care what action hero you like, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Jason Statham, I don't care who you like, Tom Cruise is. No one does what he does. Straps himself outside a plane, flies his own helicopter. It's insanity to me. Uh, he does it. You know, you already told, you, you've demonstrated your ignorance by not knowing Godzilla, but I'm going to let you know about a little guy Jackie we Chan. like to call Jackie Chan. Yes, yes <laughs> Jackie Chan. But, but, um, but, but no, Jackie, you're right. For a big Jackie Hollywood actor. Jackie Chan didn't put his, he didn't do, he did all his stunts. He did all the stuff, but he didn't put his, he didn't put his life in danger. Uh, I, I, I beg to differ. Sure. In, in what way? 
Have you ever seen the outtake? There's a movie called Armor of God that from the 80s where he he vaults off a wall and he misses the wall and he actually hits his head on the wall and you see he put, he put a hole in his skull. He wow. actually put a hole in his skull. But, so they, they, the outtakes, they show him he's got, he's concussed and there's blood pouring out of his ears. But I'm talking about like in, uh, I think it was also Ghost Protocol. There's a motorcycle scene where Tom Cruise is on the motorcycle and he's, oh, yeah. it's him and he's weaving in and out of cars and his knee is about an inch from the pavement when he makes a turn. All that is amazing. But then you add in the fact that he's not wearing a helmet. That's true. Um, Pilar's, true. Pilar's brother worked at Paramount in the, um, in the legal department. And he said that was the, that was the biggest scene that they had to get clearances and stuff and for because they didn't want him to do it without a helmet. Yeah. No, they he wanted for, a stunt, they wanted a stunt. guy. Nobody puts it out there like Tom Cruise. Yeah, he he said and 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 they wanted a stuntman to do a lot of the driving. And Cruise goes, It's not gonna look like me. People need to know it's me. They gotta see my face. They gotta he goes, I don't want a close up of I want I want people to know I did this. He's that's an adrenaline your, junkie. Your is is that who you would if, if you could meet anybody would it be Tom Cruise? I would. And look, I know his personal life's a wacky mess. <laughs> okay? I know. We're that. not judging. We look we, we judging, do it because you know what? You know what? Um there are uh, Lutherans and Catholics and and Jews and their lives are a wacky mess too. And well, um and I don't recognize that as a religion, Scientology, but all religions at some point were just made up and only around for 40 years or 50 years. You know what I mean? How what we do on this show is we judge by the body of work. So, you know, if somebody's <laughs> well, by a the body insane, of work, Tom Cruise um, puts a smile on my face almost every time, except for the mummy. Oh yeah. Whatever happened to that, they were going to try to boot that franchise, that whole, the monster universe. Yeah. Well, did you see Tom Cruise in the mummy? No. Was it terrible? It's his worst movie by far. Atrocious. What about Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher's great. Jack Reacher two isn't, is not good. All right. What about the John Jack Reacher? I, I didn't see it. There's a scene in Jack Reacher where he's like surrounded by like four guys. They're all bigger than him. Mm -hmm. I guess in the books, Jack Reacher's like six, four. He's massive. But for me, then that guy does kick everyone's ass because he's massive. But if you make Jack Reacher five, seven, like Tom Cruise, and he kicks a big guy's ass, that's more exciting to me. You know what I mean? So anyway, Tom Cruise explains to these four guys exactly how this fight's going to go down. He says, I'm going to do this. And you're going to do this. That guy's going to run. And then we're going to, you know, and he tells him all this stuff and the guys still want to fight. And then Tom Cruise says, remember you wanted this. And, and it's I, the best I'm, line. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to check it out. Remember, you wanted, remember this. you, you asked for this. Yeah. What about, what about a John wick? Do you like a John wick? Is that, uh, those... I, saw, I saw the first one. I didn't like the second one. I have not watched the third one yet. Okay. That's it. Those are all we cover. Do we cover all the franchises? 
No. Are we supposed to cover all the franchises? No. You were asking about which other. We were talking about franchises. That's all we did. We, that's what we did. We turned the whole hour into a franchise discussion. Next time, we're going to do all of the Fast and Furious movies. Call the, I've never seen one. Don't do it. They're awful. Okay, good. I own them all, but don't do it. it they're, they're terrible. I don't like anything that defies the law of physics. I like my action to be real. I like my comedy. Oh, really, movie. man with a golden gun? Really? You're going to talk about defying laws? Of, how about if you defy the laws of physics with a, with a slide whistle? How about that? Does what? that help? I'm talking about movies that are made today. <laughs> I can't go back and judge those movies for their nonsense. Yeah, that's why Moonraker's a 10 for you. My comedy has to be real too. What are those? What are those Adam Sandler movies where his buddies get together and they go on vacations with their family? There's two of them. Oh, um, what are those called? Uh, something adults. Uh, uh, I I don't know. There, there's a scene in the trailer where Kevin James is swinging on a on a rope, and he and he smashes right into like a, you know, like a mountain wall. And then falls off the rope and rolls down the hill like a mile and a half. And then in the next scene, he's fine. He would literally, he wouldn't be in the rest of the movie. He'd be what the dead. hell is the name of that? What now it's gonna bug me. What is the name of those movies? Daddy Daycare, uh consenting no. adults. Uh <laughs> um, I'm looking it up. Uh uh because uh, they're so stupid. Well, you know what's funny is all of those comedians get to a point where they start making the middle age comedies, you know. But you That's can do the, you can do that, and they can be funny. I just name one. Name one middle age comedy. What was the one with Travolta and Robin Williams? Um, um, I don't know. Wild Hogs. Yes. Oh, that just had middle age comedy written all over it. Grown ups. Grown ups. There it is. And grown ups too. Yeah. Come on. Mm -mm. There's a mm -mm. there's a scene in grown ups where they're playing poker or something, and then Selma Hayek comes. I think that's Adam Sandler's wife. And he goes, Your wife's coming. And he, he pushes a button and the table disappears into the wall. He has a secret table. It doesn't exist anywhere in life. <laughs> It's nonsense. <laughs> it's nonsense. I hate it. Yeah. Well, you know, that works if you've already set that up. If it's supposed to be like a wacky, dumb comedy, like we talked about the three stooges in the, in the episode that got deleted. Yeah. We, you know, that, that's okay because it's the three stooges. So if you do stuff like that in a three stooges movie or like one of the old hope and Crosby movies, they'll have stuff like that, but it, it works because they're kind of like these fantastical gags because yeah. you have guys breaking the fourth wall and doing all this stuff. They know it's a movie. We know right. it's a movie. It kind of works, but you're right. If you're trying to ground something in reality, like, look, Hey, look at all these guys. They're real grownups like you and me. Yeah. And then you have that scene. It doesn't, it doesn't work. There's a you lot know? of comedians I love, but I don't love their movies. Like Will Ferrell makes me laugh all the time, but I, I'm just a Will Ferrell movie never really fully works for me. Uh, which is the, the one you think works best? I like the ones where it's more serious, like all things, everything must go or that one where he's um, hearing voices. Um, I think because those oh, have, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Elf is good. Yes. He's great Elf, in Elf. He's great in Elf. Elf really works. Um, 
that's hard to pull off of make a Christmas classic. Uh, yeah, like but they did modern, it a modern day Christmas classic. That's crazy. Yeah. But, um, if you show me an ind- a scene from any of his movies, I'll crack up. I'll lose my mind. But then watching it all together, it doesn't work for me. I like him in old school because he's, 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 it's small amounts. Old school is fantastic. Yeah. Small it amounts. Really yeah. It is more of an ensemble thing. And, and, so, I'm glad they never did a sequel because it wouldn't just like bridesmaids. I don't need a sequel to bridesmaids. It's fantastic. It's good. Yeah. You don't need to. Why ruin it? And John Hamm is such an asshole in that. I know. So good. All so right. Good six, six Oh nine. What do we do? Look, wait, listen, we, we, I, I said, how long Pat, what time do you need to get out? And then you said, uh, I want to be out by six, but about five fifteen, you started that DCU rant. And I was like, there's no way we're going to get out of here. But I, I just let it roll. Are people going to like do. this? Is this going to be enjoyable for the folks? Who cares? I'm doing what I want for a month. Okay? I'm doing what I like to do. Okay? The kids are gone. Dad's sitting around the house. I'm eating, you know, I'm eating hot Cheetos with chopsticks and drinking Coke Zero. And I'm watching garbage television until everybody gets back. That's what I'm doing. I do have one question for you, though. Go ahead. Fire away. Did you see that Hit new Terminator you- movie? <laughs> that is a reference to the last appearance i was i was on with pat he just in the middle of an interview about the kinks he looks at me and says you see that new terminator <laughs> it was one of the longest sustained laughs that we've i know the two longest sustained laughs on my podcast that's number two. Oh, uh, what was number one number one i'm gonna get it i'm not gonna um I'm not going to be able to tell the story and make it, make it work, but it was, um, I want to know why, who I needed to beat next time. It was, it was, it was a, it was a thing with Mike Schmidt and we were talking about David Lee Roth and Mike said this big, long thing. And I said, that sounds like what David Lee Roth would say. If you ask him what his favorite color was, (laughs) and we all just cracked up for like, like, five minutes straight just non-stop laughter uh you know pat that 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 laugh with that you got that was a genuine uh gut reaction laugh you did it last night you it, unfortunately it got recorded but it got erased <laughs> but you you there's a there's a laugh that and my wife knows when it's coming and i won't be able to stop yeah it's the best that question because we if you listen to that show we were talking about i don't even remember we were talking about something about the album and I'll never forget the look. You just looked up at me and you just threw this question. We weren't, there was nothing we were talking about that I don't know why you would have thought about the new Terminator movie. And it was the one with Amelia Clark, I think it was Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Genesis. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, that made me laugh so hard because I was not expecting it. The thing that the, the thing that makes me laugh uncontrollably uncontrollably like that is John Oliver almost on a weekly basis will say one thing. And I would just be laughing for like Pilar will have to pause it because I'm laughing. And then she'll, then she thinks I'm faking and she'll be like, you couldn't possibly be really still laughing about that. And I am, I'm like legit. I am. Yeah. Cause you play it over in your head. You you, you, you hear it again. Yeah. That's a good way. Yeah. That, uh, that made me laugh. I don't, I, it was just so, it was such a weird, it was out of, I was not expecting it. Uh, we weren't talking about it. We were talking about the kinks and then all of a sudden, but you looked at me dead serious. Like you yeah. really wanted to know. Yeah. You, you really wanted that answer. You see that new Terminator movie? I have not still haven't seen it, Pat. Was pretty, it good? Pretty lame. 
Because was it was it as bad as three? No, it's better than three. I thought I liked three until I rewatched it, and I was like, "This is awful." Is there another one? Are we missing Genesis? Did they do sneak another one in there? Yeah, then there's one where, uh, yeah, the last one, number five, when Schwarzenegger and uh, Hamilton came, Linda Hamilton were both in it. Did they bring Robert Patrick back? No. No. Why not? I don't know. They're, it's all a mess. They can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. What? Right. Okay. Well, we this was fun. Up. Was it? For me, I got to uh, turn on my Larry David switch. Yeah, that was great. I've never seen you rant like that consistently. It was good. It was just That's a lot fine. of negativity. I complained. Now, listen, if you listen to the show, I complain about the DCU. I, I complain about a lot, and nobody's ever on board. Everybody's always trying to talk me out of it, so I love that I could no. commiserate. Those people are not intelligent. And if, if, they, if, they, you know, if you don't like it, come back next week. I'll have a different guest. Yeah. It'll be more positive. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, Pat is... Again, Pat, I can't thank you enough for being on here again. You, uh, you're a good egg. Listen to Rock Solid. Where can they find the podcast, Pat? Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rock Solid Show. And if you go to rocksolidpodcast.com, you'll find everything you need to know about the show. Before we go, we do have a listener in common that we need to plug. Steve O'Dockerson has an album. Yes. What's the name of the album, Pat? It's called 50 Million hob fans can't be found he does a character called hob the troll performs at red fairs he sings bad on purpose so the people will tip him to stop singing but he's done a whole album of covers and uh it's really joyful it's really fun and you can find it on Bandcamp. yeah it's nine bucks nine, or you can donate more bucks. if you want yeah do it it's great it's worth it worth every yeah. penny steve was a great guy he listens he's a listener to uh to rock solid and now he's a he listens to our podcast once in a while he was running some uh he and i were running some game nights uh uh during uh covid and pat was nice to drop nice enough to drop into ours murray dropped into ours yep. uh, i dropped into steve's and then never got invited back because michael bagford stole my kinks answer <laughs> shout out oh, to yeah. mikey bags he's a nice guy he's a funny guy and he's a talented guy so support talented people yeah, please support Steve O. Go. It's it's a band camp. And again, fifty million uh Hob fans can't be wrong. Found. Can't be found. found. Can't be found. That's um, check it out. It's it's great. It's it's really fun. And you're you're not quite sure what to expect when you and then immediately you just start laughing. Yeah, then it, you get it. It's fun. Yeah. Uh Pat, thanks a lot again uh for doing this. I appreciate you being here back to back. And uh, for if you haven't listened to, please listen to Pat's show. Uh, and if you're new to our show and you're listening because of Pat, you can find us at Soup Complex, S-O-U-P Complex. Uh, every Wednesday, we put out a new episode, usually late in the evening. So by Thursday morning, it should be ready to go for you. Um, we talk about uh, pop culture and uh, movies, music, all kinds of good stuff. Not to the, we don't talk about music to the degree that Pat does over on uh, Rock Solid, but we do touch up on it, especially with the, uh, with our friend John. John as a matter, just refu- reviewed the new Who uh, box set. I got to get that now. Yeah. Now that John told me about it, I, I really want it. But, but uh, yeah, thank you for listening today, guys. Um, so we'll be back again next week. Pat, rock on, my friend. Uh, give my love to everybody over there. Uh, and for our listeners, we say this transmission's, this, I can't even say it, this transmission ends now. 